So, some interesting thoughts on Twitter this morning around ideas like win rate. So, the the concept comes from trading, which is that people, it's like, it's almost like it's a fruit machine. You get blinded and deceived by the information and the data that's coming back and all the flashing lights you'll often find in trading and I see this in poker as well where people will win a pot or have a winning trade uh, from a hand or a trade that statistically has a negative expectancy meaning that you know out seven out of eight times seven out of ten times it's a losing trade or it's a losing hand yet they win and they then go on to reinforce and believe that that's what they should do in the next situation so you always want to look at things from a string of trades or a string of decisions or a string of hands just because one just because a trade or a setup or a decision works once doesn't mean that it will work over 10 100 1000 setups and life poker trading fruit machines all have a way of hiding this truth from us Uh, and the only way you can get at it is to repeat the same setup the same decision the same hand enough times and forward test ideas enough so that you know that there's a positive expectancy because the truth is nothing's going to work 100% of the time And the point I was getting across in the tweet is that the actual win rate, so doing something 100 times and 90 times you win, doesn't matter so much as how much you win when you're right, how much you lose when you're wrong. So I gave the example that George Soros had a win rate of 30%. The bit that I omitted really from the tweet is that when George Soros won, he won massively. When he lost, he only lost a tiny, comparatively small sum of money. So, for example, my my system is I'm right 50% of the time. But when I'm right, I'm right. My winners are three times as big as my losers. So if you crunch that out, you'll find that even though I'm only right half the time, that's a very profitable strategy. So I was... I'm pushing out this advice on Twitter about life, which is that you you, you need to think about th- decisions in terms of risk to reward. So, yeah, you might produce some content on social media, for example, that nobody takes any notice of, but you've risked something tiny. The upside is that it goes viral, and you create a career for yourself that you couldn't even have envisaged. And you might be saying to yourself, well, you know, when does that happen? But go look up Backpack Kid on uh, Instagram. Backpack Kid had 300 followers before he started putting backpacks on and doing this fucking ridiculous dance, which got him over a million viewers. And he's now got all kinds of uh, branding and image rights and deals that he's doing. 
So that's an example of a small risk with a huge potential upside. Now, I don't know because I've not checked, but that guy may well have done 100 videos before it went viral. Now, if he'd have quit on the third video, he'd have never worked out that there was huge positive expectancy. But the guy was willing to risk a very, very small price, which was basically looked like a bit of a dick with a backpack on, for massive potential upside. So think about your decisions in terms of risks, risk to reward. Don't get too hung up on win rate. There's a, there's a, there's a sweet spot between win rate and risk to reward. That's it for now.